Sean's always Sean's always got a nice peekaboo at the ready. <laughs> That's the nice thing is that anytime we're, we're like stalled for something to talk about on the show, like we'll all just look at each other nervously, and Sean will cover his eyes and be like, "Where's Sean Where's go? That? Where's Richie? Where is he? And then Rich will be like, "Where? Where is he? What? Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh my god! I thought I thought I was lost." Yeah. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the Med Bay, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Why am I always at the Med Bay? I don't know, man. This is very sus. The most sus, super sus. Listen, if you just yeah. watch me, I mean, if you watch I mean, me I mean, scan, I mean, you'll believe me. I swear. Shout out to Rich Sweeten for uh, putting together a nice streamathon last week, uh, a week ago, six days ago from when we were recording this. Uh, it, was, it was a very entertaining affair, Mr. Sweeten. Good job. Thank, thank you, thank you so much. It was it was great. Uh, just FYI, yeah. um, I'm gonna have to remember to send this back up because. The Zencaster is taking my headphones mic and not my mic mic, so I have to make oh, nice. sure. I back everything up, though, so we're good. Back, well, back, it, back it for, up. Uh, for Tess, who was uh, com- coming off three episodes where, uh, I don't know how aware of you guys were this situation, uh, but I was notified. Uh, I got a nice message from producer Tess uh, the day that she was editing this episode that basically was like, hey, um, I don't even know how to explain this, but like... Something's real weird about your audio, and I went back and listened to it, and it, it basically sounded like the internet equivalent of if like your tape cassette got caught in the tape deck and was just going, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and there's just no way to fix it, and I was just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the first one <laughs> sounded different than the other two. Yeah, like yes. Yeah, so the, the other ones were on a backup. The first one was the only episode that I didn't have a, a suitable backup for, and the other two were. Uh, but the first one just sounded like me going like, "Hey, welcome to Brian Jose." It was like uh, it was like I was announcing a Yankees game in the twenties. It's it's more like it's more like, "Hey, well, um, to Jose." Like oh, it was skipping you every every yeah, so okay, often. Yeah, every yeah. every yeah. fifth like, word like, would just like, be dropped. To the audio. I know. It was no, bad. no, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It tested a great job at making it work. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. We were super appreciative, but we yeah. appreciate Tess making this episode work very well. Uh, when we send Rich's audacity file uh, as the back. I I believe my recording started like three seconds after the ZenCaster, so it should oh, be too, it's hard too, to... it's too hard. We're fucked. Scrap it. Start yeah, you over. You guys want to clap to try and help sync? We no. could do that real quick. Yeah, everybody clap. Ready? One, two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could just clap and send both my Zencaster and my Audacity, and it'll—I don't know, whatever. We'll, yeah, I'm gonna leave, leave it up to the editor's prerogative to make this work uh, yeah. as well as possible. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, though available on all major podcasting platforms. This is session sixty-five, guys. Six-five, sixty-five times that we have bravely gotten together to uh, to to binge drink. Uh, and talk about the issues of the day because the premise of our show is 
to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and to do so while enjoying a delicious glass of wine. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, we of course have to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Tim Hansen, let's start with you. You're in favor of of rosé as you are in favor of sleeves. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, only because I had never seen it before, not because I went looking for it. Uh, I am also drinking Prophecy, much like Charlie Bram last time, except I'm drinking Prophecy's Prophecy. Pinot Noir instead of the rosé, since I've already had the rosé. Uh, uh, how do you like it? Please hold. <laughs> okay. Everybody's holding, watching with bated breath as Tim drinks the, the prophecy, the Pinot Noir. Um, it's kind of boring. Not a whole lot of depth of flavor, but it's not, like, offensive. Hmm. Unfortunate. I was, I, I was really hoping for something better, honestly. Hmm. Bit of a bummer. Yeah, a little bit. That is unfortunate. Yeah, we'll power through it. Give it, like, a two out of five. Said, we, have a, we, we have a tendency to make it through, even the bad bottles here, somehow, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean, what, uh, Sean, what are you drinking uh, on this fine? I'm evening? drinking Le Fay Papillon, which means the butterfly effect, uh, and it's mm. a white wine. It doesn't have like it's a it's a mix of Grenache and Macbo Macabo, <clears throat> and it's a uh, it's fine. It's a decent white wine. It's not. It, I would give it uh, two and a half out of five. To your knowledge, is this the first and maybe only wine that's ever been created uh, in the you know named after an Ashton Kutcher movie? Well, I did, we I did almost pick Dude, Where's My Car, Rosé, uh, but <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> it was a little out of my price range. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I decided to uh, go big, and I spent the most money I've spent on a bottle of wine in this uh, show at eighteen dollars. <laughs> To drink uh, Ver- uh, Valenzino um, Wines Jersey Devil Forte. It's at 19.5%. Oof. 19.5? <laughs> Why? It's really good, though. It's, it's a red, and it's really good. I've had it before. Um, so I was just like, you he know what? one 24-hour streamathon, and suddenly he's buying $20 bottles of wine <laughs> with like 20% ABV. My God. Look, I thought my 14.3 reason- was high. The only reason I went with this is because uh, when we recorded bonus action a couple of weeks ago, uh, somebody paid me back for the food we ordered in cash, and so I had cash. So, uh, so you 20... put it back into your account to reimburse yourself for the food that you already spent like a responsible adult. <laughs> no, right? it sat in my wallet, and I completely forgot about it until I opened my wallet today to buy my wine. I was like, all right, this is fine. It's free money, then. Mm. It's free wine. <laughs> Because I didn't realize, didn't realize I had it. That's how I got into trouble at, uh, when I would I would uh, front people money for like Firefly tickets. Like they pay me in cash later. I'd be like, oh look, I've got like a hundred dollars. I didn't have a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars was gone. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, they reimbursed me for the campsite, and I was just like, oh look at this imaginary money that I've come across. Yay. Uh, I am. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rich. No, no. That's, I was just gonna throw Vince under the bus. That's all. <laughs> I was beep, just gonna beep, ask. Yeah. I was just gonna ask if he's paid you for the last Firefly yet or not. 
for the fish. <laughs> it was like five years ago. Hopefully, he's paid for the last Firefly. Um, although, by the way, do you guys see the the Firefly lineup? I did. Yeah, um, I actually want to go. It looks looks decent. We were we were weigh, we were weighing the options like could we get a sitter for the weekend or something like that. You but, could definitely uh, get a sitter for the don't weekend. Don't know if we don't know if we're gonna be able to pull that off or not, or if it's worth it. But uh, but the lineup does look pretty solid. It does. It's pretty solid. Mm. Uh, I am drinking a bottle of Kendall Jackson Vintners Reserve Zinfandel. Uh, I opened this bottle a couple of weeks ago. It was actually uh, pre Little Kaz, and uh, unfortunately, it has fallen victim to what always happens when I leave a bottle of wine. It's half opened in the fridge for too long, which uh, tastes like the fridge, uh, and it is it's 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 impacting the flavor a little bit. Although it's still good, it's Kendall it's Kendall Jackson's Infidel. It's hard to go wrong with it. It's a nice dry Zinfandel. Uh and look, I've I've said I've never had a bad Kendall Jackson wine, so uh, I I would still recommend it, even if I would not recommend leaving it in the fridge for I don't know three months and then uh, <laughs> taking another, taking another crack at it. That's something I would not recommend. But I have in front of me. Our first round of questions. Are you guys ready for the questions? Yes. BroseQuestions at gmail.com if you want yours answered on the air. Uh, but our first question is, why is printer ink so expensive? <laughs> uh, because fuck I Steve Jobs. I have no idea. That's all you. It was a, it's a, I remember years ago, there's like a Stuff You Should Know episode on this, and the whole point is that there's a reason why printers have gotten cheaper and cheaper over the years, and it's not just because of technology getting less expensive. It's because they they know they can get you on the hook for the ink. And so it's like, oh, look, the printer's so cheap. Just just get the printer and all that. And uh, and meanwhile, they're like, oh, yeah, ink's $5,000. Uh, because the, 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 the equipment is the loss leader. And it gets you on the hook for all the ink, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the moment you, and then the moment you buy any non-brand ink, like if you get a Lexmark printer and have the audacity to get generic brand ink, I mean, you may as well have committed a federal crime at that point because you're not allowed to be able to get, you're not going to be able to get any sort of uh, support or anything like that for your for your printer at that point. You've broken warranty, so that is that is my understanding of why printer ink is so expensive. But I would be more than open to more funnier explanations for why printer ink is so expensive so, so the demons you have to summon in order to create printer ink uh hmm. costs at least one sacrifice so uh, never thought um, that way they need to recruit the uh the loss in manpower was it uh, shimigami tensei kind of we're summoning they're, ink demons in the I'm, post-apocalyptic tokyo or something they're all also D players so they print a lot so they just uh, they need to make up for that to draw the maps and all yeah satanic panic and D all at once satanic panic also we were talking about stranger things before the show satanic panic and D playing heavily into oh, yeah. the season of uh stranger I, things it it shocks me that like i recently i shared it on my discord actually uh a heart a dnd horror story where like it's in 2020 era that there's still people satanic panic with D, like mm. It blows my mind that people believe that. It blows my mind. It's muy estupido. Yeah. Muy estupido. <laughs> it's muy uh, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what's stupider? The D&D satanic panic or the price of uh, printer ink? Uh, definitely the price of fucking printer ink. <laughs> um, mm. I think the last cartridge I had to buy for work was like $160. And I had to buy like mm. seven of them because we use pretty much only that printer for, for most of the production floor. And I was like, fucking why? We're going to go through all of these in like three weeks. This is stupid. 
The thing that bothers me the most is the the idea. Like, so we we just have a little you know three in one rinky dink printer here for for basic stuff. And most of this, almost almost all of the stuff we print is in black and white. It's always you know I'm printing out a recipe or or something along those lines. Um, but because the printer has this auto, it, it, in, in, invariably after weeks and weeks of printing only things in black and white, we we'll get the thing like your cyan print cartridge is empty. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, well, hold on, wait a minute, it's time out here. I haven't printed anything out in anything other than black and white, let alone cyan. And they'll be like, oh well, you understand the cyan printer cartridge gets lonely and dirty, and so occasionally, uh, anytime you print anything, it just has to print a little bit of cyan in there to keep the printer nozzle clean. But somehow. Just cleaning the cyan printer nozzle is enough for it to go empty in like three weeks of non-use. <laughs> and that's bananas. It's an absolutely ridiculous way of operating a printer. Get your, get your head in the game, printer makers. Get your head in the game. Printer's not even on. Your magenta cartridge is dangerously low. We won't allow yeah, you yeah, to print yeah, anything. What if I grayscale? You that you're you. out of yellow. And, and yeah. that's, that's the worst part, though, is like you're a solely black and white printer user but you have the color and it's magenta Mm -hmm. yellow uh, pink if you have a pink Mm -hmm. cartridge you probably wouldn't have a pink cartridge but pink that's out you can't print in black Mm -hmm. and white yeah it won't let you it's magenta damn it is that the well, in a lot of printers, the other long con is they'll have, like, the black printer cartridge, but they'll have, like, a page black printer cartridge. So there's a black cartridge that is used for when you print in color, and there's a black cartridge that's used when you print in black and white. But they're two different ones. Yeah, and one's huge. Printing, printing is the absolute worst. Yeah. And, like, if, if it were more affordable for everyone just to have e-readers, I would much rather just get an e-reader and fuck printing entirely from here on out. But, like, just... I I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my job my my job uh, when we when my my position was primarily in the office before I was there uh, re- required printing out like you know it, not required but it required the review of like just dozens and dozens sometimes hundreds of pages of of, of documents from from clients and my understanding was that the 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 rest of my team before we before the pandemic was just printing them out like every time they reviewed any client i was just like uh, uh, what <laughs> i get i would I, I would get fired from my job if yeah. i did that uh, and you guys were doing that all the time uh, and obviously that's changed now in the era of remote work but it's it a crazy prospect this is Sean, why 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 is the cost of ink so freaking expensive it's too damn high it's just it's too, it's damn, too high. damn high. That's true. Um, I realized Kanan was on the show. <laughs> yeah. This is the inflation we need to attack: printer ink, not gas prices. Yeah. Are you running for mayor of uh, of Haddonfield now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. On the on the ink is too, too damn high platform. platform. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. It's like pot porn at the movies. It's where they make all their money. So. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, they got you in with the ticket, and it's only it's only uh, what is the cost of a movie ticket now? I haven't been to a movie in like twelve dollars. Fucking Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog one. <laughs> twelve to uh, fifteen, something like that. It's okay. It's still twelve to fifteen. Okay, that's not. I mean, I say that's not terrible. It's still high, but that's I think what it was pre pandemic yeah, anyway. So it's but. not so bad. Yeah, but popcorn is still yeah. The pop, it, it's the same. It's the same concept. Like the printer gets you in as the loss leader with the the printer, and the 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 movie ticket is the loss leader. And then they get in, and it's like, oh, you want some Twizzlers? It's a fourteen dollars. Yeah, fourteen dollars for Twizzlers. Uh, any other thoughts on the printer ink catastrophe? 
No. I mean, so ultimately, it, is, it sounds like it's capitalism's fault, man. No, it. What it is is the, That's um, basic marketing strategy. The <laughs> the octopus that they use to make the ink. Uh, they need to eat special colored flowers mm. in order to generate that color ink. And sometimes they're fickle and don't want to eat the food that they're being given. Mm-hmm. So, like like a cat, they'll look at it. Their bowl is half empty, but it's also half full. And like the 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 marine biologist won't shake the bowl enough to get it to clean up so that they would eat so they could reduce mm-hmm. the ink that they need. So that's what it is. I think I understood like three quarters of that. They've <laughs> uh, all the bowl shaking, and that's why the ink ink is, is as expensive as Octopus, it is. Octopus, they, they sh- well squids, but octopi as well shoot ink out yes. of themselves to run. I, away. I, I understand that concept. Yeah, so they, they you have to eat like blueberries to make blue ink. Uh, okay, okay, cyan. The, these are the best. Blueberries jokes. are jokes purple. We have to explain are the best. Cyan, jokes. the cyan. Do you have any more of those um, those facts that you were reading off during the uh, the streamathon? Uh, I haven't gotten any new ones, but I could definitely read off some of them. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's whip out. How, how many of them do you have? You think you have enough for like one or two an episode? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So explain the concept to the listener what we were do, what you were doing during the streamathon uh, at uh, B under was it B underscore Walnuts on Twitch? Uh, yeah Twitch slash B underscore Walnuts. So there over? are these. Um, these things called channel points that you get, the more you watch my stream, if you follow my stream, you get points, and then you can use those points to uh, redeem different things, like you can feed Chase a treat, you could have me walk laps around my couch, stupid things like that. One of them is called PPUAF, Poorly Presented Unresearched Accurate Facts. And so it's just mm-hmm. something that like me and a buddy will just go into our Google Doc and just write down the dumbest things that mm-hmm. are technically true but we're not going to look into it we're not going to figure it out so uh, i'll mm-hmm. read off uh, one or two i'll start i'll start with uh we'll do, we'll start with number one on the list mm. at least seven dads in the world have kids mm. 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 it is it is it, it does check all the boxes poorly researched and, and questionably accurate <laughs> um and then here's uh here's one um Lasagna is just spaghetti-flavored cake. See, that's where you lose me. There's, there's no fact there. The, the fact is <laughs> that it's spaghetti-flavored cake. But it's... Hmm. I, look, I'm not going to talk anymore. Are, it's we, looking, are we looking at the cube? So. Are we, is it, is it, is just, yeah. Well, you, no, you come I, up I would, with... I would not argue the presentation was the problem with that particular fact. <laughs> you, you figure it out. This is just... I, we, and I've got, I've got enough for... Uh, each episode. This is what happened is that I, I donated my during Rich's streamathon. I hopped on for for a bit and started throwing my points at this this acronym that I didn't know what it was and just started getting <laughs> these facts. And I, and eventually I was like, oh, poly, poly, I thought this was going to be like one of those like you know Ripley's Believe It or Not kind of things. But then Rich would come on and just be like, uh, here's the fact number one: birds are neat. I I guess. <laughs> and then well, you just get back I to, mean, here, to Among Us. I'll do I'll do one more. Uh, lobsters right. are mermaids to scorpions. All right, that, it's hmm. lobster. Lobsters are are mermaids to. Okay, okay, I'm following. See, lobsters are mermaids to scorpions. Okay, okay. I don't like uh, it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, put those. Put some more of those in reserve. I'm gonna throw. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to you occasionally. For Absolutely. That. Uh, the next question is: Have you ever used Facebook Marketplace, and what was your experience? I have. I've used it several times, and generally I've had a 
good experience with it. Um, it's what have I sold on there? I sold a mattress. I sold like four hundred Magic the Gathering cards, or more. It might have been like close to a thousand. Um, uh, I sold um, some motion sensor lights that I don't even know if they still worked. <laughs> they just found them in my house. It's like, hey, I'm gonna put these on, and I think I even put the caveat: these might not work. Uh, sold them for like mm. twenty bucks, and like each time it was just like it was like uh, the the bed I sold for a hundred, the 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 magic cards I sold for about two fifty, um, and like I met someone somewhere and we exchanged it. Uh, I also sold a dog crate. Um, yeah, overall, like I haven't had a bad experience with people there. Um, it's, it's overall, like, it's a, it's a nice, like, yard sale type thing to do. If you have something that you think people might want, like, right now I have a Funko Pop listed on there that I bought for $5 that's worth 40 So, like, I'm trying to sell that, but no one's bid on that, so it's fine. Mm. What's the Funko Pop? Uh, it was, uh, Vexalia riding a broomstick. It was a special, uh, convention edition that we found at Best Buy on clearance for five dollars, but on the internet it's worth about uh, thirty to forty. It's beauty of the internet. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just need to use like eBay or something like that to get that sold. If I Yay, really, internet. really wanted to, yeah. Hmm. The world's largest free market. Uh, <laughs> Tim, have you ever used Facebook Marketplace? I've used it a lot. Um, I've sold stuff for my parents uh, when I was first getting into the fixing of video games and consoles and then turning around and selling those. Uh, or like when I upgraded my Xbox and then got rid of my old one, I've used it for that. And I've had mostly positive results, but I've definitely had a few postings that ended up just getting spammed by a ton of people. And it's like, hey, is this available? Hey, is this available? Hey, is this available? And then yeah, this is available, and then just crickets. Mm-hmm. And then, like, four days later, I'll be driving to go sell it to someone, and that person will be like, cool, when can we meet? And it's like, nah, dude, like, you disappeared. You lost your spot, homie. <laughs> so, like, fuck off. And then just a bunch of angry messages, and it's like, block. I had, but, but otherwise, I had yeah, it's great for selling, like, most random shit. Mm-hmm. I had one person reach out to me like about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, about, um, they just messaged me like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hi. And this is somebody like that I dealt with like two years ago or a year ago. Um, and I was like, hi, how you doing? I'm like, fine. What do you want? What's up? I'll just check it in. I'm uh, so-and-so, such-and-such as a uh, 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 boyfriend. I'm like, Okay, uh, bro. What a I've compelling back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bro. I have no idea who Sup? you. Yo, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea who you are. You came and took uh, extra wood from my house. Oh, I thought you were someone else. I'm like, I think you would know who I actually was. Like, look at the mm. conversation history. You came mm. and picked up wood. That's it. Weird. Was the weirdest uh, thing. Very Maybe weird. Maybe they're just looking uh, for a friend. He could have been. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Were you just trying to like really dance around the fact that he needed more wood? 
I think I even said if you want more wood, you can. There's still there's still a pile back there. Come on and get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As this is the only basis for our relationship, I'd like to invite <laughs> you over for some more wood. Uh, Tess, clip that off, please. Uh, no, keep Sean. It. <laughs> uh, Sean, have you ever used Facebook <clears throat> Marketplace? I haven't like, I haven't personally used it, but Mary and I together, we used it for a lot of baby stuff because people would like be selling like a a ton of especially when she was small uh they would mm. be selling like a whole ton of baby clothes that's the baby this is not mary yeah, but, yeah. when mary yeah. was very <laughs> tiny <laughs> um, but uh we would get like a big haul of baby clothes for like 40 bucks and it's way cheaper than buying them for real because each little baby onesie is like Ten or fifteen dollars, which is mm-hmm. preposterous. It's ridiculous, and and yeah. there is a chance, depending on how far they've been hand me downed, there's a chance some of them may never have been worn before because people sometimes get so much free clothes. Mm-hmm. I know my uh, brother and sister in law; they had so many hand me downs for their girls that there were clothes they never put them in because they didn't, even with a different outfit every day, there were still clothes they never the, the girls never wore. Or they, or they just, or the kid just outgrows them immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like we, we, like we had newborn clothes, and there were newborn clothes that our little one was swimming in for like two or three weeks. And it's like there's no, and we were looking at her like, look, kid, there's no, there's no smaller size. <laughs> this, is, this is as low as it goes. So let's, uh, let's get some bulk on you. And then within like two weeks, it's like, oh good, she doesn't fit anything. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they very often are seldom worn, as Sean was indicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's mo- mostly baby stuff, and like we'll get some like. Like toys and stuff. We got um, a jogging stroller on there for like thirty or forty bucks. So it's all like it just we just mostly baby stuff, and it's a little bit less now that Alice is getting older, because she's like, uh, it's there just aren't there aren't like people selling like a bunch of like toddler clothes. For some reason, mm-hmm. it's only little baby clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I could see myself. I could see me and my wife doing that when uh, when the time comes uh, for for selling off some of the kitty clothes and selling off the, some of the infant clothing and everything like that. To date, I have no real experience with Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I've sort of seen it as like one degree removed from Craigslist, basically, uh, with just a little bit more personal information attached. Uh, the the closest thing I've gotten was shortly after uh, I moved out of uh, where I lived in, in Delaware for a few years. My wife and I moved in together. Uh, my uh, my buddy who uh, who I was living with for a few years, we had this Bowflex machine in the basement <laughs> that we had used a couple of times. Uh, usually after one of the the lot of us in the house had had a, had a couple of pops and decided like, wouldn't it be funny if dot dot dot? And then we go down and start using the Bowflex machine. Uh, and, uh, suddenly like a few months later, as he was trying to, you know, downsize a little bit and and get ready to leave the place on his own, uh, suddenly this, you know, fairly functional Bowflex machine was just available on Facebook marketplace. And I, and all I did was go and thumbs up it. Cause I was like, ha like a a knowing thumbs up, like, ah, good times with the Bowflex machine. Uh, and, uh, that was, that's about it though. I I don't have, I've sold stuff on eBay. Uh, I bought stuff on eBay, but that's, that's about it. I I haven't really used Facebook marketplace that much. Mm -hmm. Don't Yeah. Just had that, that, uh, that extra layer of, of eBay security is what I need ultimately. (laughs) 
I've I've definitely also picked up some like really good deals on some more hard to find video games that people didn't know what they actually cost. So I've definitely yeah. done that too. So it's like one of those rare finds at a yard sale just on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I've I've used it more for selling than buying. I I don't know what it is. I just like I don't I don't spend my time browsing Facebook Marketplace to see what I can buy. I already spend enough of my time just vegging on Facebook as it is. I don't need to add going to the marketplace. The next question is how many glasses or excuse me, how many empty glasses or water bottles are in your bedroom currently? <laughs> We've had this one before. <laughs> and Sean threw Mary under the bus immediately. Here's the thing. Yeah. We right now there are two empty glasses on my table and they're mine. And then I think Mary, I'm going to say, maybe has one. So we really turned it around, guys. Wow. <laughs> what a rally. I, it's just, Good job. It's, it is insane, the level of difference. I don't know what happened. I think Mary just stopped bringing water up to the room at night. Well, she got called out yeah. on, on, on the airwaves of the Brose podcast. She did. She's and like, suddenly, I will not be uh, part suddenly, of suddenly this. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not having my reputation, you know, tarred and feathered on the Brose podcast. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn my life around. She did, and she's, she's yeah. better for it. So, it's tough love, baby. Well, tough love. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the the coach throwing his uh throwing his quarterback under the bus in public. Like you've already, you've already tried communicating this message in, in privately in the locker room. Sometimes you have to go to the press and just be like. Yo, Mary's got to get her act together. Like, yo, we have confidence in Mary that she can turn this around. Uh, but, you know, she's just got to, you know, pick up those little mistakes. Like, you know, the half-drank deer parks that are just sitting around <laughs> the, the bedroom all, all, all week. Look, sometimes, sometimes you just got to be the little girl from Signs and just leave leave stuff all over the place so Joaquin Phoenix can swing away. That's it. Tell Ray to swing away. <laughs> there you go. There's a timely M. Night Shyamalan yeah. reference for you. Yeah, I'm not aging myself at all. <sighs> no. You know, isn't that movie like 23 years old now? 24 years old? <laughs> I I hope not. That hurt my uh, soul. Wasn't, what's the other one? Haley Joel Osment. Um, that, that's um, Sixth, uh, Sense. Sixth Sense. That's, uh, yeah, about that's late 90s. Yeah. Signs was 2002. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's, not, so it's okay. 20, 20 years 20. old, though. So. Jesus. No, it's 20 years yep. old. <laughs> Two whole <laughs> decades. Ain't getting any better. Uh, Tim, how many empty glasses or water bottles are in your bedroom currently? Uh, I could say definitively that it is either zero or one uh, because I know for a fact Martha's water bottle is sitting on the island in the kitchen. And I removed my empty glass after uh, I finished it. So either it is zero because her glass still has Pepsi in it, or it is one because she has finished it and it's sitting there. Hi. Which is very surprising. We're also normally real bad about having a million fucking empty <laughs> glasses. Mm. Bunch of glasses. All the glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm zero. I don't bring water up to my room. I don't bring anything. I don't bring drinks upstairs at all because I know I'll forget them and leave the cups up there if I were to. So... I, I get my last drink, and then I go to bed. 
See, it's remarkably easy the way our house is laid out because the kitchen is right outside of the master bedroom. So it's very, extremely easy. And in fact, the, the house even encourages the behavior where we just have glasses just strewn all over the place. Uh, right now, though, I can safely say that it's zero and, like Tim said, at most one. Uh, because uh, it's got it's my wife's glass. She's got a glass of like ginger ale and cranberry juice in there, and either she's polished it off, but most likely it is still full because it's a pretty tall glass. So I'm gonna say zero. We were doing a very good job being efficient about it, uh, because the other problem is that we usually rest it on top of the the headboard behind our bed, and uh, that's a place that the uh, the two cats in our house love to just wander <laughs> around. And even if they don't knock over the glass, they manage to put their uh, their disgusting noses inside the glass uh, at all times. Like take a good whiff of like you know oh maybe maybe I'd like to try Diet Dr Pepper tonight. <laughs> nope. And uh, just to make it disgusting. So uh, and then they're like ah no and they they lick it for like you know. And they're like, actually, I don't want it. And then they walk away and uh, successfully ruin, ruin that glass for us. So we, we try to avoid it. We've gotten a little bit better about it. And I can say right now it's, it's zero or one, depending on, uh, depending on how awake uh, my wife is right now uh, from, from, from putting, putting, helping to put the baby to sleep. <sighs> on, a com- yeah. on a complete tangent, uh, I found a Harley Davidson for $1,000 on Facebook Marketplace that I really want. Tim, did you buy a bike yet? No. <laughs> Do it. But I really want it. Tim, Tim buy a bike. Tim, Tim, fifty <sighs> subs get you to ride a buy a bike, right? That would require me to stream. <laughs> if I get fifty subs, you should buy a bike. I got fifty subs, so. What's up, Far Knockers? It's your boy Timmy H here. We're trying to get me a Harley. <laughs> yeah. Timmy H, it's your boy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I probably would say it's your boy, just not like I'm like some fucking. I I don't even know what that voice was. <laughs> I uh. did, I did. It's your boy once. What kind did of fucking like Chad it? do you Stopped. take me for? <laughs> it's your boy B underscore Walnuts. <laughs> it was. I think it was when I was trying to record one of my YouTube videos. I was like, "Yo, it's your boy B Walnuts here, and we're gonna be playing some Seven Days to Die," and immediately oh. regretted it and re-recorded yeah. that intro entirely. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, even I know that's a trope. I mean, you can't you can't be coming out here doing "Hey, it's your boy" and then start playing a video game. That's it. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy, hype Pokey Pete. He opens uh, Pokemon cards mm. and he starts every video. It's yo, it's your boy Pete, and then he talks about where he's gonna go and then goes into the vlog part of the video every episode. And all he does is open Pokemon cards. I would only do that if I did like something completely unrelated to like gaming or collectibles or anything like that like if i was just like yo it's your boy maddie uh, maddie k uh today we're going to be talking about uh mutually assured destruction <laughs> and uh nuclear and uh, nuclear uh, stri- strategy in the age of the uh the russian invasion yeah that's the only time i would do it irony it's all about irony. <laughs> it's fascinating irony absolutely irony's back absolutely it's back Next, baby uh it's back uh what's your go-to diner food Shit on a shingle. Well, Tim took my answer. <laughs> Mainly because what is shit on a shingle? Is that is that is that like uh, is that like a diner thing where it's like, hey, uh, table four wants two two sloppy shoes and some shoelaces and uh, socks on the side. Uh, it actually is military. One honker burger. <laughs> it's, it's actually military <laughs> slang for uh, cream chip beef on toast. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 
My dad used to call it the same thing. He wasn't in the military. They just they just say SOS. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, mine's a Reuben. I could have called that. Reuben's my go-to sandwich almost anywhere, but uh, but at a diner, hard to go wrong with a good Reuben. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's generally a breakfast omelet of some sort, like a egg and meat omelet with home fries for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. No matter when I go, mm-hmm. it's. Honestly, it's the easiest for me to find without having to think, does this have gluten? Does that have gluten? Or it's like, you know, I don't feel like having a burger without a bun because that's just a Salisbury steak. So I'll just, I'll get it. I'll get an omelet. Yeah, I go with this. I know it's not a Salisbury steak. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I also, I go with Swiss cheese omelet every time. That's nice. my go-to. Every time. Well, yeah, because mm. after, cause, because I, there's like limited vegetarian options at diners. Mm-hmm. And so, you get the eggs, the cheese. This is an eggs potato situation, yeah. no matter what. And potatoes. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna go to a diner and spend ten, twelve, fifteen dollars on a salad. No, sorry, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. I'll get breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breakfast. I mean, breakfast is really the go-to for everybody at a diner because it's 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 so basic. And when you're eating at one of those greasy spoons, like you want. Mm-hmm. something a little comforting and it's an easy thing like you're 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 usually not eating there because you're like trying to impress a client at a meal like it's usually at a certain time of day and it's usually like hey I'm just looking to get through this period or like you're you're on a trip or or just you know you're going there before you go golfing or whatever and it's just like here's something simple mm-hmm. just load up some carbs load up some grease let's go baby mm-hmm. and so breakfast is a pretty easy one for that yeah yeah. What's the one thing you will never get at a diner? Lobster. See, now that's just a John Mulaney Vesanel yeah. sketch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think fish in general, I'm always wary of it. Like, mm. I don't know how long I, it's been there. They're not getting fresh fish yeah. every day. I don't know. I don't Who trust am I? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say fish, but then I remembered I used to get fish and shrimp all the time when I went to a diner. Um, I think you get like like a basic ass like like a beer battered cod, or like mm-hmm. one of those like if it's like a fish and chips situation where they're just like defrosting a box of Mrs. Paul's and upcharging you eight hundred percent on it, <laughs> mm-hmm. like then then I think that's all right. But yeah, shrimp and any anything finer than that is is going a bridge too far at a diner. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what I I mean I've, the obvious choice is anything with pasta for me, but I would um, never get a Swiss cheese omelet. Because <laughs> mm. I, I hate mean, well, fucking it's eggs. It's because of, of the Swiss cheese, right, Timmy? It's the Swiss cheese. You I, don't like I love Swiss cheese. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's not Swiss cheese. He just hates the Swiss. Yeah, okay, that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. It's, it's totally a, different. They're cheese. Xenophobic behavior towards the. Z- yeah, the cheese is great, but it's just those people. Mm. Those what, people. He calls it. He, he calls it whole cheese, not Swiss cheese. So it, it's freedom cheese. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I yeah I don't I don't know what I would avoid or not often get like honestly back in the day before celiac uh, when I went to a diner it would always be uh, chicken parm with French fries instead of spaghetti so I guess I would never get spaghetti hmm. <laughs> at a diner well yeah I mean yeah I mean there's, if you're a dietary thing that's not necessarily diner specific but sure I, I would certainly imagine no. that you would not get pasta there no, no think, this was um, this was before celiac this is when I was just a stupid kid who didn't like 
who wanted chicken parm and, and French fries. So you just want so you're just you just really wanted chicken tenders, but you wanted marinara on top of the chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah, I wanted fancy chicken tenders. Got it. All right. All right. Noted. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are good ones. I think if there was something I wasn't going to get at a diner, it'd probably be. You know what it is? It's anything over thirteen dollars. <laughs> That's true. Like, yep. What's the point? Like, there was just go to a real restaurant then. At, yeah, at the diner we went to a diner after Jake's graduation. Congrats, Jake! Uh, Hell yeah. We went we went to a diner, and I was looking th- through the menu, and they had like a it was a bunch of fried fish fish like it was scallops and shrimp and I think like cod or something, and it was forty dollars. And Jeez. I was like forty dollars. Like, Why? I don't know. At a diner? Yeah, at a diner. Was that was that like a, a share? Plate I've seen or that price there at like a normal seafood yeah. restaurant for like that kind of like fried fish platter, but like it was not a. It was you know wild. I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> Why would you yeah. spend that much money on shitty fried fish? No, nope. you know. Yeah. And now that we think about it, and this goes in with the fish, I wouldn't get bagels and lox because I wouldn't want to have. Raw fish at a diner. Mm. You don't. You don't eat raw raw salmon at mm. a diner. Yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's only sa- number one go. It's the only salmon I eat. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go to a, I'll, go, I'll go to a deli before I do it at a diner. Yeah, can you awesome drink to start off with? Lox, <laughs> pureed lox smoothie, please. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no Smell, straw. It tastes like the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With your reusable lock straw. Uh, what product do you personally endorse? Is the next question. What product do you personally endorse? Uh, by, Tim, before you answer, I'd like to remind you that Heckinger's went out of business decades ago. I mean, I was absolutely going to say a... <laughs> the, the, the craftsman three quarter inch spline wrench, but <laughs> here we go. Let's see if you could if you could finish this answer without using the words black and or decker. Oh yeah, no fuck black and decker. Mm. Let's be honest. Wow. Uh, all right, so it's a craftsman. <laughs> no, that was purely that was purely a joke. All right, you know, all right, all right. You know, I'll 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 go with the tool route because I absolutely love my. Uh, I have a Ryobi uh, 24-inch uh, battery-powered lawnmower. That thing is fantastic. I I tend to let my grass grow quite a bit because I'm lazy and hate mowing the lawn. Uh, but it like it'll cut it'll cut through even the tallest, thickest grass like it's like it's butter. Um, and if you buy all Ryobi products, all the batteries match together. So I tend to kind of just buy only Ryobi now, because it's I now have a uh, weed whacker and a leaf blower as well from them, and it's uh, you know we're all adults when like the first thing we say is tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in fact, one of the ones on the top five for me is in fact the multi tool, but I, I've talked so much shit about the tool thing that I feel like <laughs> I can't bring it up now. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Sean, what is a product that you personally endorse? I would personally endorse my cast iron skillet. Ooh, nice. Okay. It is so good. It cooks everything so well, and it, it like, you, it, I don't know. It's just like, 
I use it. We use it all the fucking time. It's so mm. convenient and like it's hard to it's hard to clean, but it's but it's just like mm. you just. It, I don't know. It, I feel like it makes food taste better because <laughs> you just because you. The cleaning thing is always what gets me because I I know that that's like the sort of like the 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 holy grail of cooking is like yo you have to get cast iron cast iron's the way to go always cast iron never not cast mm. iron and then you get and one and you're like always, fuck like, this <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like but it's awesome for like the five things that I use it for a year. But the biggest thing I use it for is, like, there's a specific cornbread recipe that involves using a cast iron skillet and putting it in the oven mm-hmm. to bake cornbread. And it comes out really good, but it's, like, it's it's like an event. Like, I'm, like, for days in advance, I'm, like, you know, waking up early and, like, loosening my hand, like, getting stretched out. I'm, like, I'm going to use a cast iron pan in five days. Got to get ready for this because it's going to be, like, a marathon event. Even Look, and it's obviously I'm over-exaggerating and I'm psyching myself out beforehand because cleaning the cast iron skillet is a pain. But it is not, you know, hours and hours of work. But it's still like for me, I'm like, well, if I could just take this, you know, disgusting tea fowl, you know, a non-stick skillet and and use that, and then put it in the dishwasher, then I'll be done, and then I'll also die at the age of seventy because I'll just be eating whatever toxins are on top of the the cast iron pan <laughs> or the, the the non-stick pan. I've never had a problem cleaning my cast iron because you know you're not supposed to wash it with soap and and sponges, right? Yeah. No, yeah, you're not supposed to wash with soap and sponges, but you are supposed to get like the crust of the cornbread out yeah. of the I have, before you use it to cook something else. Mary got me these like little square uh things to like scrape everything off. So it's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I do have like a tool specifically for the cast iron that is so good at getting the shit off. Little like little tiny yeah. little like, tiny scrapey things. Cuz like I have a uh I have a grill pan cast iron and then i have a normal round cast iron the grill pan's a pain because it's it's got all the little crevices but it's in my opinion it's not that hard to clean because you fill it with water you put it on top you let it boil Mm. off and then you wipe it down and Mm. generally it's clean after one Mm. go but then i I got a cast iron pan sitting in my sink for however many you know 30 minutes or whatever no you, you let it boil on your you you fill it just a little bit to over everything that's in there, and you let it bo- let the water mm. boil, and that gets all mm-hmm. the stuff off. And mm-hmm. then you dump it and spray water, and it should all be clean. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Unless you put it in the dishwasher, take an oil pan, and put it in the dishwasher, and then it's then it's in the dishwasher. You, you see my dilemma here. Te- right? te- te- the technically, steps taken for the cast iron pan are are certainly with, without question more than using a non cast iron pan. Do you put your pans in the dishwasher? You're, yeah, you're not supposed to put your non stick in the dishwasher. Techni- technically, <laughs> I mean you're just not supposed to. Just a, yeah. A, that yeah. I I hundred percent do. I, I know you're not supposed to, but I 100% do because I, I only have one life and it's not I'm not going to spend it cleaning out non-stick pans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. On a completely unrelated note. Soak. Rich, maybe if you used it more often, your your dishwasher wouldn't be like dry rotting itself out of existence in your kitchen. <laughs> Shut I, I I haven't I haven't yeah. used that dishwasher in five years. Or more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't use more it's... nonstick pans. Put it right in there. <laughs> no, I use a nonstick pan, but I never put a nonstick pan in there because you're not supposed to. All right, so it's, it's, do it all the time. Both unrelated and Always. related. Uh, I was jokingly going to say that the the product that I endorse is this very specific knife that I have in this mm-hmm. toolbox within reach of my or tool bag within reach of my desk. Uh, 
which I do love this knife. It's a great knife. I lost one at work and I went out and bought myself a new one because I just genuinely enjoy this knife. But in reality, the thing I would probably like endorse personally is uh, a scrub daddy. Oh, the scrub daddy. Scrub daddies are clutch. I hate doing dishes, but it just makes life so much easier. I don't think I know what a scrub daddy is. It's those little um, fucking noob. They ha- they're uh, the smiley face sponges. Okay. Ye- oh, ye- we do have one. They're yellow and they they get I think they get hard with cold water and soft with warm water. See. I didn't know that. I just always use warm water, so I've, it's always been. Yeah, but it's it's. I didn't know any of that. It's really nice if you have something nonstick because you don't have to worry nearly as much about possibly fucking up that nonstick surface because mm-hmm. normally you're cleaning with warm water if you're doing something like that, so it's softer and it just. But it still like pulls everything up really nicely. But if you are doing something outside of those dishes and you are using cold water, it. They're just fucking great. Yeah. Good, good job, Shark Tank or whatever brought that to market. <laughs> Mister Wonderful, Mister sure. Wonderful brought you the Scrub Daddy, probably. Big bald by Kevin Kevin Leary. Uh, mine's a Chop Wizard because I'm a lazy bum when it comes to chopping vegetables, and sometimes I do it, and sometimes I'm like, eh, Chop Wizard, <laughs> and it dices everything up into small pieces, and it's really convenient and easy. I love it. Not a slap chop. Awesome. Slop chop? You're going to love my nuts. I'm a sloppy chop. Honestly, I hate my slap chop. I've, I've tried using a slap chop once. It, it was the worst experience. I, I hated it. I, I agree. It's not great. Mm-mm. I don't know what a slop chop is. I don't know if it's the same. I don't think it's the same product that I have. A, a, a slap uh, chop? You've never heard of a slap chop? It's the, the it's same a, it's, guy who does the, the sham wow? Yeah. No, it's, never, no, it's, I never heard of this. So you have like a cup that you put a thing over top, and it has mm-hmm. a little button that you slap down, and it has mm-hmm. little blades, perforated like little zigzaggy blades that chop yeah. down and then spin as it goes up. So it, you just slap it, and it chops. See, mine is it's not a slapping thing. It's just it's it's same thing as an incline. You put like you know a couple of you know, piece of pepper in it or something like that or a chunk of onion and you just shoom, you slam it down once and then you pull it up and suddenly mm. you've got diced onion. I've, I've, there's I've no, there's no slapping motion or anything like that. Yeah, those things are great, but this one is for like garlic. If you're trying to dice garlic, this is for dicing and like very fine chopping. Yeah, except that it fucking sucks at dicing yeah. garlic. <laughs> Everything grabs mm. onto the blade and then it just doesn't mm. do anything. I'm going to let me say I've never found a tool that really does garlic well. Like I even have a garlic press, and the garlic press doesn't really like I, that was one thing I got during the pandemic. I was like, oh, I'm going to mince garlic like a boss with this garlic press, and like the whole idea is, oh, you peel it down to where the garlic, you know, to the individual, you know, spaghetti bulbs in the garlic, and then you just put the whole thing through. But like all of the the actual outside of the garlic still gets stuck in the press. Like the whole, you still have to peel out all the way down to like essentially the epidermis of the garlic, <laughs> and and it's at that point it's not worth it to me. It's not worth it. It's, the whole point of the garlic press is to make it easier and just shove the whole thing through, and then it's done. But I am uh, I I have commit I am cardinal sin of cooking. I am a jarred mince garlic guy. 
100%. I was yeah. just going to say the easiest way to mince garlic is to buy the fucking jar in oil. <laughs> buy it at the store. And I know people, and I know like it's a, it's a, it's a snooty chef kind of thing. Like, you don't know how long the garlic's been in there. It could be not fresh. Dog. <laughs> Every time I open that jar, it smells incredible. Yeah, I, you know what I don't have to do is use the fucking garlic press because I tried it; it doesn't work. And my wife introduced me years ago to the joys of the small jar of garlic, of minced garlic, and I just scoop it right out of there and toss it right in. Oh. I, I don't. I should get more of that jarred min, uh, minced garlic. I am a uh, uh, bulk garlic uh, uh, purist. I'd, I'd rather just buy a clove of garlic and chop it up myself. But like. Mm. The mints, the, the the jar, is just the same. It's like, you, you same shit. You probably won't taste a difference. Mm-hmm. And I could do a taste test. I could cook for one on the other. You probably won't tell a difference, even with the amount of garlic that I put in my food. It's it's. There's certain vegetables like, it's a no go. Like yeah, I don't want to get like. Unless I'm really pressed for time, I don't want to get, like, the plastic container of, like, pre-diced pepper and onion or something like that. Mm-hmm. But hell yeah, I will absolutely go get the jar of preserved in water or in oil, uh, the, the minced garlic. That's 1,000% the way to yeah. go. All right, yeah. that's the question. Yeah. Oil or water? I would say oil is, is better. Oil is my preference, but the problem is is that we use so much that like getting the smaller oil container like on a on a per ounce basis, Tim, uh, it doesn't make sense because they don't sell it in the bigger containers. So I wound up just like I just get getting bigger and bigger containers of the minced garlic until occasionally, finally, I just went out and got the Wegmans like family pack that it's just in water at that point. Um, like this gigantic, this is gigantic plastic jar of minced garlic <laughs> is sitting in our gar- in our in our kitchen. That's very our, fair. Fridge. That's a fair response. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's entirely a cost thing. If it was it was down to um to personal taste and preference, I don't know if the oil one tastes any better, but I'm gonna guess that it does because it's sitting in oil instead of water. My my sister once threw out her jar of garlic, the minced garlic, because it was past the expiration date. Um. And then was doing a recipe with garlic, and she's like, shit, I don't have any garlic. I'm like, I've got a head of bulk garlic, just take some. She's like, I don't know how to use that. Mm-hmm. What? Peel it, and yeah. you chop it, and you cook it. And you... She's like, I don't know how to use that. And she calls herself Italian. Get out of here. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah, Rich, you should kick her out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> The, the 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 house across the street is for sale, and they put an offer there on it and didn't get it. <laughs> oh, you keep no. dropping like real subtle hints about that, like, "Hey, there's a for sale house uh, across the street, or like <laughs> anywhere else in town, if you're interested." <laughs> the funny thing is, she told mm. me about it mm. before I, found I this even really interesting ever website, saw it. a really new one called Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, she found it first. The, yeah, they found it first. Like I. Right now, because I don't, because of all the inflation and bullshit that we're dealing with, and still basically pandemic, I don't really leave the house. So I don't really look out the house on a cross street to see that a house is on set for sale. So she like comes back. She's like, "Yeah, we went and saw the house across the street." I'm like, "Wait, it's on sale?" She's like, "Yeah, it's right. The one literally directly across from me is for sale." So is it for sale or is it on sale? Because those two, yeah. those mean not the same thing. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Both. It's for sale and it's on sale. It's like the cheapest house you can find in the this area. This housing right giveaway now. is so crazy. We're practically giving them away. <laughs> she, Except she we totally want your money. 
She said yeah. she saw somebody uh, go in and they put a they put an offer of a hundred and sixty down on it, uh, and it was a uh, mommy and daddy were buying the kids a house, and I'm like that sucks. Oh, see, you don't that even sucks. want that house if it's only worth one hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> shit, there's gotta be something yeah. really wrong Look, with that. I mean, you could probably flip it for at least two hundred and fifty dollars. No, one hundred and sixty upside down is one hundred and ninety. <laughs> or or is it or is it um. 91. Ninety-one. <laughs> yeah, it might be ninety-one. Yeah, I, I think it's ninety-one. It, it depends on if the, the if it depends on if the hundred and sixty is on the on the ceiling or on the uh, the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's on the ceiling or floor. <laughs> See, so it's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our next question is: How did you discover your current favorite hobby? My wife and I had sex. And, uh, <laughs> and it felt so good. And then, and then, then nine months later, uh, my new favorite hobby <laughs> came out. Uh, outside of that, what is? Uh, how did you discover your current favorite hobby? I guess, unfortunately, I would have to say my current favorite hobby is collecting Funko Pops. Um and it oh, was, uh, huh? I mean, look, I've, Sorry. I've, I've seriously. Sorry, I said, I said, I said it like, uh, like a crazy person. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. my favorite. It's my yeah. favorite. Um, just because it's, it, I, when you, when I find something I want or when I see it in the stores, it's, it's actually exciting to buy. And like, I seldom go out and buy in bulk anymore and just buy everything I see, which is something I did do when I first started collecting. And it's more like I go looking for specifics or looking to see if there's just anything worth buying. And it's, uh, it just, I don't know, it feels good to buy myself something as stupid as it is. Like, I just, it makes me feel good to buy myself something like that. Um, Wasn't that why the those unboxing videos are so popular online anyway? Because it's just that, like... That rush of like seeing what's it's, open, like it's, it's sort of the same idea, right? Like it's you got this new thing, you're gonna open it up. You bought yourself something. It's retail yeah. therapy. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like you, you unbox it, you show it off, you see what it's like, and people will watch those to see if they want to buy that, if it's worth it, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I started this because my buddy bought me, um, I believe it's this one right here, this uh, Godzilla. Uh, or maybe it's it's actually a different one that I still have in its contain uh, sealed. Um, he bought me a Godzilla Funko Pop because he knew I love Godzilla, um, and that was the second Funko Pop I had ever owned because I won a White Elephant um, Ebenezer Batman Funko from Timmy that year. I forgot about um, that. Yeah. So that was the first one. The second one's the Godzilla, and then he took me to the Funko store that he goes and buys things at, and they had the entire set of that of the Godzilla set. I was like, "Fuck, I have to buy it all now." So I bought the entire set, and then that's kind of just like it. It snowballed from there to the point that I now have a hundred, but it's been uh, like a year and a half to two years. So buying one to two a week over the course of a year and a half, it's not that bad, I justify myself saying, because <laughs> I know someone who bought 300 in about four months. Ugh. So, like, mm. I at least have a handle mm. on it, and, like, I limit what I buy. Not a great, not, um, 
that's a bad. That's that's a bad story. Bad luck for that guy. Also, not necessarily the bar I would necessarily be judging myself against based on uh, how many <laughs> like, purchases I were making. Like, well, it's like I I I know people who have who collect a lot more than me. Like my buddy who got me into it, he has twice as many as I do, and he lives in a small one bedroom apartment in Pennsylvania. Like he has no room in his apartment because it's taken over by Funko Pops. Um, I I know someone else who owns close to seven eight hundred of them. And he's like, I'm never going to sell them. I buy them because I say I'm going to sell them. I'm never going to sell them. Uh, he recently told me he was looking to sell them, but I haven't heard anything from that. Like, at this point, I've mostly stopped with, like, the impulse. Well, not really stopped with the impulse buys, but stopped with, like, buying, like I said, everything I see and limit myself to collectibles in general, which also includes Pokemon cards, $60 a month, no more. That equates about $15 a week, which is fair. Uh, that's one pop a week uh, uh, if I buy them. Um, and it's uh, like only the really cool looking ones or the really special ones, in my opinion. Like I bought, um, what was it? The, the Clever Girl scene from Jurassic Park 1. They have that as a Funko Pop. They recently released that. Uh, I bought that. And then there's another one that is John Hammond standing in front of the... Um, the Jurassic Park gates from Jurassic Park 1. So, like, I bought those. Um, but I hadn't bought any for, like, a few weeks prior to that. I'm going to go uh, 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 change the subject slightly here. because uh, Sean, that's what confirm. Are you Are you drinking out of a Burger King glass there a moment ago? Or a Burger King cup? <laughs> yeah. Did you get Burger King tonight, or did you just have that? <laughs> I got Burger King tonight for dinner. Where is there a Burger King near you? There's one right down the street. Like, there's yeah, a McDonald's right at the right end, and then I know that one. I know there's a McDonald's like right down the, the street. I, I wasn't sure why you'd <coughs> yeah, going down to Burger there's King. There's a Burger King like McDonald's a, is right across the street. Yeah, there's a Burger King like a block down, and Burger King has the okay. Impossible Whopper. Uh, okay. and McDonald's really Which is only good. has the fillet of fish. Yeah, it is very good. Impossible burgers are pretty solid. Yeah, they are. I haven't had the Impossible Whopper though. It's, it's good. good. I recommend. I, I, I hadn't seen. It is. That, that, I, I had to stop because, it, like, genuinely, if you just had a McDonald's cup, I wouldn't have said anything. But it has been so long <laughs> since I've seen a Burger King cup with that like classic Burger King logo on it. I just had to stop and make sure that I that I was seeing this appropriately. Yeah, you that's are. all. Hell yeah. Um, now what? What now? What is a? How did you discover your current favorite hobby, Sean? Um, for, it was on YouTube. I was watching the Crokinole World Championships. And YouTube for froth. You yeah, and then YouTube was like, "Oh, you like weird shit? Let's show you like weird competitive stuff. Let's show you frisbee golf." And it was like it. It just happened to be at the same time as like there was kind of this small, I don't know, groundswell of like. Uh, it started to become a little bit more mainstream, like a tiny bit. And it was right before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, it like blew up. So, um, yeah, it was YouTube. It was just like, I watched on YouTube. And I was like, this seems like fun. And then I found out there was a course like 15 minutes from me. So I was like, okay, let's try it out. And it's in terms of the barrier to entry is pretty low. Like it's fairly inexpensive to start it, but like, it eventually becomes more expensive because you're just like, I want to buy everything. It's like Funko Pops. Yeah. It's like I just want to buy you like you're like, like buying a printer. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like like Rich, when I started, I was like, I just want to buy all, everything I see. And then I was like, okay, now I'm like, I only buy the stuff that I need. Like when I lose a Frisbee yeah. is when I get a new one. So it's like I've I've definitely like tamped down my impulse buying. Mm-hmm. But it's still like it's it's inexpensive to start, but it'll, you'll probably end up spending a lot of money in the long run. Yeah. But just Tim, how do you find your current favorite hobby? Uh, I learned or I found my current favorite hobby of drinking in college. Um, mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I'll be honest. I really haven't watched. I think I'm watching old school. <laughs> um, honestly, I really haven't been doing anything recently. Like I've just me been me too. <laughs> <laughs> Except I don't have a child to raise. Um, you do have a puppy dog, though. Apparently, I do. I do have a puppy who has who yeah, was who was sick for the last like week and a half. So uh because she's such a good girl. She's such a good girl. She really Puppy. is. She's su- she's such a whiny sick pup, but you know I want to point out to the listener in case anybody is isn't picked up on this, that it's okay for me to be making these jokes about Tim's wife because Tim's wife because Tim has brought this up on uh, unprompted on the show <laughs> in the past. Yeah, and Martha will be the first person to also bring that up. So yes. I'm, mm. I'm gonna be hundred percent honest, that flew over my head because they have been house sitting dogs recently so i was like oh he might be house sitting a dog again we we actually had to cancel on puppy sitting because martha had covid so not too far um how how did i discover that i love puppy sitting and dog sitting uh because dogs are fucking great and always have been so well it's like dogs are the best it's like being a grandparent to a dog where you you get to have all Mm. the fun but not none of the real responsibility when you're pet sitting yeah, like you, it's like a little taste of having a dog, but you don't have to deal with it all the fucking time. <laughs> totes, yeah. totes. I totally yeah. want the dog my own. Grating on your nerves. Can... Good. I t- I totally want a bulldog, and I can't fucking wait because I love bulldogs. They're little squishy faces. Uh, they're just like I'm a l- I'm a little short, fat dude who may be real sleepy and boring for a while, and then it's like all oh, this energy, but it's like a floppy little. Blob and it's adorable. Yes. Blob. Yep. Or, or you could have a golden that is just energy all nope. the time, even when nope. he's sleeping. Disagree. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got energy all the time, even sleeping. He can, mm. He's got nope. too much blonde hair for Tim. Yeah, too much, too, too much hair makes me uh, reminisce of the good old days, and then I just get depressed, and I don't need that kind of depression. I was focusing on the blonde part. You brought up the other thing. I'm fully aware of what I brought up. Look, he's, all right, all right. he's Tim is slowly coming for everyone on the Brose podcast. Get them to shave their head. I'm I know it. He's gonna make everyone do it. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so when hey when I did that once during the pandemic. When Saint Baldrick. Definitely not because I was bored and losing my mind. <laughs> this is one day my wife came home and was like, "Oh my god, that, 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 that's 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 a choice." <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was definitely a choice for sure, and I'm glad I did that before I had kids because if I did it now, my daughter would be like, "No, nah, you don't live. Here. You're a <laughs> monster." Yeah, just creature from the deep. 
so so as I alluded to during Tim's answer, I, I haven't had a ton of time to do like hobby hobby stuff. So I'll say that my current favorite hobby, it's not my favorite hobby overall. My current favorite hobby is fighting video games. Um, fighting video games, I find are the, like the purest video game experience because first of all, I'm not good at them. And I know there's like a whole like subsection of gaming where there like there's these people who have like like twitch like reflexes playing these games i'm just like yeah i could do a fireball uh and, it, and it's great but it's the purest thing because like you could show anybody like a like a really complicated game and be like okay well you know in this game you play this person who's adventuring across the land but you pick up a whole party and you know and, and they've got these job systems and you have to give them the right equipment and you teach them different spells but you can put them on different spells fighting game is like you see that other guy Kick his you ass. Beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> and then you win. <laughs> if you or, beat the shit out of him before he beats the shit out of you, you win. It's always appealed to me. Or sometimes you see that car, kick the shit yeah. out of that car. <laughs> yeah, you crush the car and then you get more points, and points are good. <laughs> uh, and so and, and it's also very convenient because it's something that I can pick up and play. Like, if I just, you know, hey. I got the I got the kid down for a couple of minutes for like a quick nap. I'm like, you know what? I, I got some minutes to spare. I don't have any chores to do around the house. I can pick up and play like some Street Fighter real quick mm -hmm. and and just get yeah. around. And I can knock that out in like ten minutes and and then lose. And then I'll be and then by then the kid will be awake. Yeah. And, and all will be well. That's why so it's, it's um, a nice quick thing. That's why I played Mario Kart so much because it's quick. <laughs> yeah. You get a you get a you get a you like a, three minutes. Yeah, and you're done. And then and then Alice wakes up and you're like, okay, I can put it down. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Yeah, get a full yeah. circuit in and then go call it quits. Yeah. Yeah, this is a quick and easy thing. It's it's just hey, and you get full experience because once you've lost, you're like I don't. I'm so mad about losing. I don't. Have, it's like I'm I'm done now. I'm good. Like I, I did, the freaking computer beat me at this game, and I'm I'm done. I've also determined that if I ever had like if they ever like let you make like a custom character in this because all these characters in these fighting games have like yeah they have a special intro and you know they say something when they win and all this like all I would do if I had a custom fighting game character, I just have one guy who just points and just his intro is. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then when he wins, he says, I kicked your ass. <laughs> and then when he loses, he says, my ass. And then he falls just down. It's no. not going to be shots. No, no. it'll not be shots. No. That's, guys, that's a different game. You guys are both wrong. It's going to be the premise is I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. yeah. The premise of this fight is I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Uh, so that's my current favorite hobby, uh, and I think as as, as things uh, even out a little bit with uh, Mini Kaz's sleeping schedule, I think I'll be able to return to other stuff. Uh, it started running again recently, and boy, let me tell you, if there's one thing that will make you hate running more than you currently do, it's not doing it for a little <laughs> bit and then starting again. Because mm -hmm. I didn't run for for nearly three months uh, after after the baby was born, and I was like, all right, I'm finally gonna get back in on it, and uh, and the first like two or three. Uh, I got back and I was like, I wish I were dead. I wish I, I were dead. Kill me <laughs> death, death would be preferable to doing I, this again. I totally agree because I think I bring this up anytime you bring up stopping running or like taking a break from running. It's like, I used to go five miles. I used to be able to do five miles. I loved it. I, I was so happy about it. It felt great. Frankie, my dog, got sick. I stopped running. And now, anytime I try to pick back up, I'm just like, "This mm -hmm. sucks." Yeah, it's like it's like the fall off. It gets worse as you get older. Like mm -hmm. I, I've mentioned before, I don't know if you guys know this, but I ran a marathon. <laughs> and uh, oh, really? When? And uh, but but after the marathon, I I stopped. I didn't run for like three and a half weeks afterwards. I'm like, you know what? I ran a marathon. <laughs> I'm taking a well deserved break. And and when I started running again, it was like 
it was like I hadn't run in like five years. It was it was like I took three weeks off from running a marathon, twenty six <laughs> miles, and then I took three weeks off, and it's like no no no, you're even slower now. Like you suck <laughs> so bad, is what my body was telling right. me. It's brutal. It's brutal. You just can't stop. You can't stop or you just backslide. It's 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 brutal. But uh, but you know you got to do it. Otherwise the uh, the reaper comes for you. He's like, yo, you didn't run enough, man. <laughs> right now. That's how that's how it works. Right now, all of our listeners are going over to their chalkboards that are like the X amount of days since an accident in the office. But it's mm-hmm. since Matt mentioned the marathon. Since Matt mentioned a marathon. Running. Yeah, that's why I mentioned the marathon. Yeah, bring it up. Yeah, well, I gotta keep bringing it up because I just don't know when you, that's ever gonna happen you, again. You lose, you lose your cred if you don't bring it up at least once a month. We get it. We understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I talk about being like I talk about like just the the slothful life that I currently live, and I have to remind myself like, hey, remember that one time you did the thing? It was great. What, what was that thing again, Matt? Uh, it was a marathon, twenty six point two miles through the through oh. the streets of the city of Chicago. Okay, 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 gotcha. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't even the last one in my group. You know, I heard Chicago doesn't even exist. So like, how, how did you run a marathon there? It's very flat. Uh, it is also, uh, they, they offer you candy on every street corner. Oh, candy. Marathon in Chicago. Ooh, a piece of yeah, candy. candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Yeah. This is the one time where all the rules that you're taught as a kid go out the window when you run <laughs> a marathon in the city of Chicago, where like people are just like, here, I have some Skittles and. You know, normally you're like, oh, strangers offering me Skittles. But at mile 13, you're like, you're my hero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our last question is not a question because it's a round of the Antiques Roadshow. Guys. Yay. So everybody open up, please. Uh, addendum one it is, of course, the Antiques Roadshow guessing game, the game that is sweeping the nation. Uh, it's where we take an item. We look at an item that was appraised on the PBS show. Tim, what's it called? Oh, fuck. I have no idea. Uh, I would have accepted Arthur. I would have accepted uh, Franklin. Bob right? Gilder. Is it, is it, is it Global Guts? Is that is Maybe that no, it? That's Nickelodeon. It's also Nickelodeon. Figure it out. Look at an item that was appraised on the Antiques Roadshow, and and we try to guess what it is, what its function is, and how much it is worth. Sean, what are we looking at? So this looks like a plate that has slightly melted. Like it's like it's one of the like the dollies. Um, what's it called? The the melting clocks painting. Like it's melted mm-hmm. a tiny bit, and it has a horse on it that's multicolored. Um, it looks a little bit it, like it's reminiscent of that picture of a cow where it like points out all of the cuts of beef. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's using like that, primary yeah. colors. Exactly. Or mostly primary colors. Um, yeah, and it's not. The horse picture is not great, but it's not bad either. It's definitely like an artistic rendering of a horse, like kind of cartoony. A Looks little like bit. the images you'd see on like the side of the vases in ancient Greece. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then somebody, some uh, small child, was like, "This needs lines as a background," and then drew that with a crayon in the back. Yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, yeah. whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that that mill melty part. Unless it's it's legitimately an artistic choice, is supposed to be like where your thumb goes. Like I'm I'm, I'm going. This is like a candy dish of some sort. I'm thinking and a like denture you put your dish. Your thumb over that little slot, or a denture. I mean, I guess you, look, a denture dish is just a candy dish if you follow your dreams. But uh, but like it's it's I'm assuming it's a candy dish or like, I don't know an ashtray. Yeah, or I think something. it's an but ashtray. The, that, 
melty part with the that melty part i think is where your thumb is supposed to go for comfort question mark for gripping and dumping <laughs> sure sure talking about dumping you guys are both wrong. you're all wrong have you seen the movie demolition man this is so not one of the. Can't wait to hear where this, this is. This is not <laughs> one of the three shells. This is one of the three shells. It is not that they use to clean their booty hole. Like this is definitely one of the three shells. One hundred percent. It looks like a shell. It's one of the three shells. Matt, have you really not seen Demolition Man? No. Is that a Stallone movie? It's it Sylvester Stallone classic. <laughs> it's uh, Stallone is. Uh, like a cop. Oh, I was just making that up. I didn't know Stallone was actually. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is Stallone. I Stallone love it. is a cop, and I believe Wesley Snipes is his uh, enemy. Yeah. So, so uh, okay. Wesley Snipes was like a borderline terrorist in a horrible, uh, essentially now timescape, but in the 1990s, uh, and mm-hmm. he gets frozen in some cryo prison. But because of how S- Sly Stallone's cop character caught him somehow he also ended up in prison and then they get released in the future where like violence isn't really much of a thing anymore so this ultra violent person from the 90s is wrecking havoc and it doesn't like mm, taco bell like run the world or some shit pretty like much that. everything is owned by taco bell yeah like even the <laughs> fancy restaurants are still taco bell they're just fancy taco bell um, all right i'm interested now uh, it's great. It, 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 there's a lot of very interesting and funny things in it but one of my favorite lightly little tidbits of movie trivia is that for a lot of the fights at the end of the movie uh wesley snipes was literally told to slow down because as they were recording him he would just be like all they would get is blurs and they're like this looks <laughs> like shit slow the fuck down oh, wow. it's like wesley snipes is too good too fast. But any, anyway, speaking of the shells in that, they don't use toilet paper in that future. They mm. have this three shell system that cleans their 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 rumps. Uh, mm. And Sly's that is never explained. It's never explained how they work at all. They just they have three yeah, shells no. or a thing that looks like three shells. Uh, Sly's character um, doesn't understand it. Doesn't get it. So uh, in this world, if you curse, you get fined. He goes up to a machine and curses a lot, takes all the fines and goes and wipes his butt mm. with the fine. See, this is why I'm only interested in Stallone movies that start with the letter R. Remolition Man? Rudge Red? No, uh, Rye Kids 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, guys, what do we think this is? And how? I guess we've all said what we think it is, Rich. Uh, how much do you think it's worth? 350 like $350. Three fifty. Yeah, I have no fucking. That, that last that last one just throws throws everything through a loop. The last, oh, the that's right. Two that million dollars. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, twenty five hundred. I, th- I have five grand in my head. I, I was gonna go seven, and I'll stick right. with that. All right, so Rich is going twenty five hundred. I got five. Sean is seven, and Tim is going with three hundred fifty dollars. Yes. Always. No, no, nobody corners the low end of the range better than Tim Henson. Uh, who wants to be in the Bros A players this week? I will be a player. I'll do it. All oh, right. Wonderful. Do you want to be guest or the appraiser? Uh, I'll be the appraiser. I'll be the guest. And action. I done picked this up in a state sale about 10 years ago. 
this little thing was like under ten dollars. And I came to the conclusion it couldn't be the Mad Potter of, of Biloxi. Um, it must be something else, and that's why I brought it here. So, this piece is definitely way after he's dead. The technique is totally wrong. The thickness of the piece is wrong. The way it's painted, all of it. Sure, let's put let's put a value of twenty five dollars on it. Well, okay. For the just just because we can. Well, shit. <laughs> Boy, See? Foghorn Leghorn is gonna be very disappointed in this ashtray. Uh, Twenty five dollars. Congratulations, Tim Hansen. Yay! I only oversold it by two three hundred and twenty five dollars. Mm. Mm. It's a fake ashtray. Twenty five dollars. Uh, Freak George Orr ashtray. Do you guys? Who is George Orr? Do you guys know? I have no uh, idea. No. I'm assuming I'm assuming Liz will text me and be like, "How do you not know who this person is, you fucking plebe?" Oh, he has O H R. Maybe the best facial hair of anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> if you look Hold up on. George Orr, all right. Here I look up George Orr, and wow, this is impressive. Oh it's man, like windswept full beard. Okay, all right. Noting that when I post Biloxi, this. Uh, Mississippi, <laughs> the self-proclaimed Mad Potter of Biloxi. You've got to be some kind of character to be like, this is my nickname. <laughs> the Mad Potter of Biloxi. I'm the Mad Potter. Yeah. But like, I want you to tell, I want my friends and family to tell people that my nickname is the Mad Potter of Biloxi. But like, looking at all of his work, it's like, oh, this is all very clearly wheel work. And then he does kind of like pinch techniques or add stuff onto it. So the fact that the guy. Just is like, oh, it's a weird fucking looking plate. Let's let, let's call this. It's got to be him. It's just like you're. You mm-hmm. just clearly know jack shit about this artist. Is how that comes across. This man is a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love him. One lunatic. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it. Those are all the questions that we have. Anyone with a closing thought or a take? I I want to I want to do a thing real quick. Go for it. Um, we we mentioned it at the top of the show. Uh, that I had my uh, subathon this past uh, weekend. Uh, it what was it Saturday the um, Saturday the fourth of of June, uh, and I just really want to extend an extreme thank you, thank you for everyone who made it out. We got the twenty four hours that we were aiming for. I'm streaming for thirty two days straight because we got fifty six subs in total gifted or resubbed or subscribed in general on my stream that's more than that's close to a third of my follower count (laughs) got subs and i'm just super grateful to timmy for all of his gifted subs to martha for the gifted subs to anybody else i think matt you might have done a sub or gifted a sub or something I can't fully remember everyone. I don't know. I don't know if I did, but though I'd uh, appreciate it, and uh, I was on. <laughs> yeah, was yeah, you were on. Everyone who was there and who was on, uh, everyone who came out and uh, played um, Among Us at the end of Saturday, as well as my last half hour where I was about to fall over and and uh, in in extreme exhaustion. Uh, I I thank you everyone for making that an extreme success. I totally appreciate it. I got like nine new followers that day. I it was just it was amazing, and I loved it. It was a, such a blast. And because of you guys, I have to shave my head. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. I will, I will be doing either Saturday. Yeah, like, I notice you still got full head of hair right now. It, it's it's the reveal will be on Sunday stream. So uh, mm. everyone who's listening to this, it already passed that I have a shaved head. You'll see it on my Instagram and whatnot. 
but um, mm. I'm I'm either going to get it done tomorrow if I have the time, or Sunday if I have the time. I haven't. I picked up a couple hours of overtime tomorrow, so I might not be able to do it tomorrow. But uh, I just I just want to extend a super thank you, and then another thank you to uh, Jenna for uh, making my emotes that uh, should be being available soon. Those things look awesome, and I'm so excited for it. It's Jenna Klein. Jenna Klein, yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. It was it was a great time. It it was it was such a great time. Um, that's all. That's really it. I fell asleep to your stream. Did at, you? Like, I was Aww. watching you at like I was watching you at like three in the morning. Oh, and I fell asleep. So, <laughs> it was it was six p.m. <laughs> so, so you're you're one of the ten p. Pe- I had ten people s- watching the entire time, minimum mm-hmm. ten. I averaged uh, fourteen uh, viewers on Saturday and twelve viewers on Sunday. So I had like ten people watching at one. Like, pretty much the entire time. Mm-hmm. Which blew my mind. It was amazing. But thank you for watching and falling asleep to my uh, <laughs> sultry voice. Yeah. Of me arguing with people about Dungeons & Dragons and playing Monster Hunter. Does your head include your beard? No. no the beard is staying. The beard is staying. That was 120 um, subs. We didn't get that far. No, I never it's even agreed shame, because it is that. on your head. I never <laughs> agreed on, on 120 subs for the beard. Oh, that was I your never. eyebrows. I'm sorry. No, I don't think that mm. was that either. Mm. It so wasn't. How much would it take to do your eyebrows? Let's, let's get some uh, some hard figures on this. <laughs> you know what? Because it's impossible. Two hundred subs. Right Ooh. now, right now, right now, I have hundred and eighty-six followers. If we get two hundred subs, mm. sure, I'll shave my eyebrows. Be right back. I need to hop mm. into a different Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some work to do here. Uh, well, P- well, Rich. Uh, again, Mazel Tov to you on the uh, on Thank the streamathon. Thank you. Congrats. Stuff. Uh, and if people want to see any more of your uh, uh, promotion on Twitter, where can they find you? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R Hansen. How about you, Sean? At Hey it's Sob. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. The Tim K A S Z N E L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore Podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast, and it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our quest our questions to Tess Riley for editing our show to Shannon Vogel who designed our world famous logo you can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com and our theme music is When by Steven Siebert and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive it's time for plugs ladies and gentlemen uh, Rich you already talked about it a little bit you have anything else to plug tonight so it's just twitch.tv slash be underscore on for twitch as well as uh, onequest facebook.com slash onequest online uh, for PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show where we talk about the hot topics of that week, as well as bonus action, the tabletop podcast where um, I send Sean and a bunch of friends into the belly of a dead dragon. Mm. That's rough. Sean, <laughs> is there any froth down there in the belly of a dead dragon? There is at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram where it is OB underscore Disc Golf. Genuinely shocking. 
I, I will continue to promote the Taste Figures podcast, even though we are still in the process of recording season th- two, three. Wow, that would <laughs> be rough. That would be an impressive feat of work. We just skipped right over season two and went to season three. We're in the process of uh, doing season two right now. It's hit a bit of a hiccup uh, on account of the fact that, uh, that uh, I have a kid uh, and it's taking up a lot of my time. But uh, we are in the process of, of recording and researching season two of Taste Fakers, but season one is available. All eight episodes, 14 plus hours of content, 14 plus hours of my brother and I discussing two separate pop albums per episode and finding a way to link them together. If you ever wanted to know what the the musical threads are that connect albums like RTJ4 by Run the Jewels and Toxicity by System of a Down, or how about Hysteria by Def Leppard and I Get Wet by Andrew W.K., it's all there. How about Tallahassee by The Mountain Goats and Plans by Death Cab for Cutie? We did all of that in season one. So go back and listen to that. It's available on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, And that's it, I believe. Anybody else have anything? Mm -mm. Tim, you got some wrenches to promote? (laughs) No, not at this time. I'm still conducting tests. Okay. When you please get back to us though, when you when you have something to the the wrenches to promote. No. Okay. No. (laughs) Can I can I invent a wrench to promote for you? Well, then I would have to start all my testing all over again now, wouldn't I? It's the Hanson Hex. Um, <laughs> say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 For Tim Hanson, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Moves. My name is Matt Kaz, and I'm reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Moves.